Hey, Marshall. Hello. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> um, do you, do you hello. Wanna... hello. Hi, Elizabeth. <laughs> do you want to talk about Lost? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm kind of scared now. <laughs> oh, no. Um, good. Don't, don't be scared, everybody, because we're talking about the finale here on Jungle of Mystery, except by that I mean part one of three. Part one of three. Christ. <laughs> we're talking about Exodus part one. Episode 23. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I oh, love yeah. this whole three-part finale. So good. So good. Okay. So we're going to start by talking about our airport flashbacks, which are all very good. And then we will dive into the action on the island. So here we go. The first flashback is Michael and Walt in their hotel room. And we again get kind of like a jarring reminder of what their relationship was like a month ago before they crashed, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's still weird to think about the timeline here. Like yeah. how recent this stuff is. How recent this all was, yeah. And how different all these characters are already. Walt, it's like the middle of the night, Walt turns the TV on really loud and Michael and Walt get in a fight because he says, Brian lets me watch whatever I want. He lets me watch it as loud as I want. And Michael turns off the TV and Walt grabs Vincent. And just leaves. Yeah. And they kind of start a commotion in the hallway because he's saying things like, you're not my father and I'm not going anywhere with you. And it's like, oh, <laughs> this man pokes boy. his head out and is like, oh, are you guys okay? <laughs> hey, do, I, do I need to call the cops? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. some but, shit. Oh, God. I don't know what I would do. I'd be like, oh, shit. I'm going to just pretend to still be asleep. That's a, f okay, real quick, fun anecdote. I went to yeah. my cousin's wedding. This was a long time ago. I was like a kid. Yeah. And we were staying in a hotel before the night of the wedding. And there was a police uh, standoff with the drunk man who was screaming and locked himself in his hotel room. Oh. Yeah, so that was interesting. Yikes. Uh, days, a days in in Tennessee. Ooh, gotta, gotta, ooh, gotta love it. <laughs> yeah, baby. This scene re always reminds me of my mom tells a story about her half-brother when he was a toddler just apparently used to be a real terror and she says she remembers one time they they went to the grocery store and he did not want to hold his mom's hand and he like ripped his hand out of her hand and was oh, saying god. like she's trying to kidnap me oh god <laughs> and the mom was like shut the fuck up shut up shut up shut up <laughs> yeah like that that that's the thing is like they like when when kids realize the power they have in that regard that's frightening. yeah oh god i'm just like dreading the day if my son ever does something like that i'm probably just gonna cry <laughs> well, your first one seems like pretty pretty mild mannered all things considered oh he definitely is but that that could very well change i mean he yeah. just turned two. typically he is the, the second one is the polar opposite of the first one yeah that's what everybody's telling us and listen, I normally I think that kind of stuff is just like anecdotal bullshit. Yeah. But, but my 
sister has had five biological children and yeah they have all been like wildly different from each other it's it's like it's like every time it's like it's like you have a big biological soup and then every time you get a different <laughs> spoonful yeah like i like and sometimes you get more of the minestrone and sometimes <laughs> you get more of the onion i don't know I'm not a geneticist yeah but it seems like that is there's something to that yeah but, we uh, uh we've gotten a lot of very smug people telling us that there's no way our second kid is going to well, be. I'm not trying to be angel. I'm not trying to be smug. Much of an angel's our first kid. No, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, you're probably right, but whatever. They might both be perfect always. We'll oh, see. it's adorable. Anyway, <laughs> Woo, that was Michael and Walt. I think it's Jack next. Yeah. Ooh, this is a good one. Okay, so Jack is at the airport bar. This is a weird one. Yeah. He's sitting at the airport bar, and who should approach him but Michelle Rodriguez? Yeah, Letty from Love the... of My Life. Okay, so you you have a crush on her too. Yeah, I really like the Fast and Furious movies. Yes, mostly so because do I. of her. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I mean, well, not mostly, but I I do love her a lot. Yes. Yeah, she's uh, yeah. I don't know something about her, but yeah, she's she's definitely a good part of those movies. But yeah, yeah, that's Letty. Letty, Letitia or Letty. Yeah. That's where the whole, it's about family thing comes <laughs> Yeah. They, yeah, she comes up to him and they're flirting and she asks about, you know, the scene he made earlier. Did your dad die? Weird way to flirt. <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's a character. So he tells her about his dad and, you know, what happened. And we learn that he's not married anymore, which... I guess we could have assumed at this point, but, you know, now we have confirmation that... Yeah, now it's... Yeah, it's, it's in stone now. Yeah, not married anymore. Uh, her name is Anna Lucia. She's going to be sitting in the tail section in 42F, and they make plans to rendezvous and hang out on the plane. So, yeah. there's that. That doesn't happen. Or, I don't know, maybe it does before they crash. I guess I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, it that's the happen. thing. Sorry. So, so far... <laughs> Fuck, okay. I guess, I guess it doesn't happen. Sorry, I... <laughs> Good job. Fuck. You ruined that for me. I was looking forward to seeing Michelle Rodriguez again. Sorry, we don't... I ruined the fact that he's not going to see fucking Michelle Rodriguez on the plane. Whatever. I'm sorry. It was such an important plot point. So important. (laughs) Okay. Our next flashback. Okay, no, but okay. What was the the point of that? I don't know, Marshall. What was the point of that? I don't know. I, I I don't know. What was the point of that? It was weird. Like, it, it, just the fact that somebody knew a lot about him, was that supposed to be, like, uh, hinting I at don't know. his... Uh, uh, do you, okay, do you have any insights, or are you just going to be cryptic? I can't tell you anything. <laughs> I mean, like, any... like so she, I guess you can't tell me if she shows up again or not. Would it maybe be significant that we're meeting someone in the tail section? Yeah, okay. That's true. And where do we... Okay, so we know the tail section landed somewhere else, right? What we know is the plane broke up over the island. Yeah, the tail section crashed somewhere else where we assume that they all died. Right, but then we heard that transmission when uh, yep. Boone was in the plane. We the, sure the did. Beechcraft. Yep. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. I understand now. I understand your hesitancy to uh, yeah. clarify. <laughs> like, what was I supposed to say? No, Thank I get you. it. I get it. You gotta. Here's the thing: when I'm asking that, you you gotta <laughs> you gotta like work backwards and then steer me in a different direction. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't no, ready. Fine. I'm so pregnant. 
is my excuse for everything. We are like rushing to get these episodes yeah. done. <laughs> I'm so tired all the time and we, we're just recording whenever we can. Okay, so fuck. The next one is Sawyer. He's at the police station and they mentioned when he was being arrested earlier when we saw him in the Boone episode. Right. He was in a bar fight where he headbutted the Minister of Agriculture. <laughs> I love that. Uh, we learned that his name is James Ford. I don't think we knew that before this. No. Did we? No. It's a very Old West story. Like, that sounds like something that would happen, like, like in, like, 1870 or something. Like, <laughs> someone gets in a, in a fight with a random person, and it turns out that they're an important government figure. Yeah. But, but yeah. important government figures are just hanging out with the riffraff because it's, yeah. it's, not, the, it's not modernity yet. Right. I like that. Yeah, it's funny. So yeah, he's being deported, and that's why he's on the plane back to LA. Also, they hand him like a literal letter that just says "deportation" on the outside. It's like we don't want you here anymore. We don't want you here anymore. Like I'm surprised they didn't make him wear a sandwich board that said like "deportee." <laughs> it's, it's very funny. Yeah, I don't know how deportation actually works. I don't either. Like. I mean, he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have had his own, like, marshal, you no, know, escorting cause... him. But I wonder if there would have been somebody, like, at the airport making sure he actually got on the plane or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Cause, like, not, I mean, a, not accompanying him on the flight, but just being like, you better right. not stay in Australia, asshole. Yeah, like, I mean, Kate is, like, Kate is getting extradited. Right. right. So yeah, she yeah. has like the whole ex escort thing, but yeah. he was essentially handed like a pink slip for his vacation. <laughs> Please like, leave. <laughs> get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I I've like you hear of deportation all the time, but but is it really just like, hey, is it like that that's that scene from the Big Lebowski is like, I don't want to see you you bums in my <laughs> beachside community ever again. And you put them in the head <laughs> with a coffee cup. Because that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it kind of seems like it was pretty low stakes. Yeah, maybe it was like that. Uh, oh, this was still post 9-11, so, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I assume there was probably somebody, like, maybe he got a police escort to the airport or something, and, like, they made sure he went through security or something. And yeah, like a, like, okay, like a 24-hour parole officer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our next flashback is Kate and the Marshal, and they're... You know, getting all his guns checked in or whatever in his little briefcase. And he's taunting her and he says, you want to tell him why I need five guns? That makes zero sense. <laughs> at the end of this whole scene, it still to makes zero sense. To shoot at the sense. five Kates with his five hands. <laughs> I, like, even, uh, God. You, it doesn't matter if they're all in one box. <laughs> you only have two hands. But they needed multiple guns to be on the island, so he needed five guns. No, That's I, why I, five I guns. understand that. It's just, they. it would have made more sense if they had not made this scene to try to justify it. And yeah. It's less yeah. sense after they made this scene. It's like, also, it's been so long since the guns have been revealed. It's like, we've accepted that he randomly had that many guns. So now we're bringing it up again, and it's like, yeah, you're right. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you can... Even to this day, you if you're traveling, well, I mean, if you're traveling within the United States, depending on the state you're going to, you can check as many guns as you want to. Like, they can't be loaded, but I could, in theory, check five handguns if I'm, like, flying to Texas or something. Yeah. So it's, it's not that insane of a concept, but they took this entire scene to be like, oh, she punched me in the head, and and that, she's so feisty, that's why I need five handguns. <laughs> 
It's just, but it was so goofy. We do learn a little bit of their backstory in yep. this scene. We learn that he cha- he's been chasing her for three years. We learn that while she's been on the run, she's been getting in contact with him and basically asking for mercy, right? Trying to plead her case. Yeah. And this, this insistence that she's innocent, right? It seems like she is... Or what he says is she keeps going on about mitigating circumstances. So she, you know, she's trying to defend herself still and say that either what she did she had to do or maybe she didn't actually do anything. Mitigating circumstances sounds like what, like she did something that was necessary. Yeah. It might have been criminal. Yeah. You know, just like the difference between murder and manslaughter. Yeah. So she, you know, she's been trying to appeal to him during these years of him chasing her or whatever. And then he goads her and pretends that he doesn't know Tom's name and she attacks him. And that's why I need five guns. That's why I need five guns. Which <laughs> doesn't make any sense. I gotta shoot all five of her appendages. <laughs> oh my god. Both of her hands, her feet, and her head. They should have, like, had, you know, multiple different officers or something. Like, that would have made more sense. Like, why why does there need to be three of you or something, right? Also- Instead of, like, why do you, one man, need to have five guns? <laughs> they show inside a case, and it is just a bunch of haphazardly tossed-in guns. Like, <laughs> no, who does that? That's, that's <laughs> such a pet peeve. <laughs> oh, man. It's I just... think that scene was specifically to piss you off. Just to remind you all the things you didn't like about- <laughs> Yeah. The case and the marshal and the guns. Our next flashback, we saw Saeed, Shannon, and Boone. So, God, this scene. Saeed uh, leaves his bag next to Shannon and asks if she can watch it. And she's like, yeah, whatever. And then... As soon as that happened, I was like, she is going to try to fuck Saeed. Oh, for sure. Yeah. She's such a fucking garbage pale human. (laughs) I know. Yeah, Shannon and Boone get in an argument. Because he tells her he couldn't get them into first class and You're not blah, blah, blah. They're, of yeah. anything. Yeah, they're bickering back and forth. and I'll show you what I'm capable of. Yeah. <laughs> Profiling. She, she approaches the, the airport guy or whatever, the security guy. And, you know, says some Arab guy left his bag next to me. And the guy's like, can you describe him, please? And she goes, um, Arab? God almighty. <laughs> Oh, Shannon, fuck you. And like immediately after that, Ricky turns to me and he's like, what was that? What was that supposed to prove? Like, did she just? <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like making Shannon look shittier. Well, yes. yes, of course that. But she does it as if she's making a point to Boone. And it's like, what point did you just make? Like, <laughs> you know, like all you did was just be the stereotypical American from like the 10 years post 9-11. Like, oh, yeah, Arab man, bad. Yeah, like, that's not hard. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They're it's like all she's primed trying to, for it. She's trying to show him that she can get people to believe what she says or whatever. And it's like, well, you did the easiest possible. <laughs> you picked the easiest one. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Our last flashback. Oh, fuck. Jen and Son. Ay, ay, ay. Jen and Son at the airport. She spills a drink on his tie on accident and, you know, is just like fretting over him. And this American couple is judging them. And the woman says... Oh my god, it's memoirs of a geisha come to life. Well, and even before that, she's like, oh, please, like, slap me awake if I ever do this kind of stuff for you. It's like, oh, yeah, she's being nice and bringing him coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's so, so gross. 
And then, yeah, she's, like, sneering at them. And the husband's like, oh, okay, keep your voice down. And she's like, what? They don't speak English. <laughs> what a cunt. Yeah. So those are our our flashbacks that we get in this one. And, of course, this is a, a three-part finale. I'll tell you, we'll see more uh, glimpses of, you know, people in the in I kind of figure they're going to, like, over the next couple parts. go through every major character's, like, and throw in flashbacks throughout yeah. the rest of the finale instead of like yeah. picking an episode and just having a focus on one person they're just going to kind of have like a an assortment of yeah exactly yeah flashbacks yeah the rest of the finale will will follow like the same kind of format where we see everybody getting on the plane and whatnot i do like this though uh it's like a nice kind of departure from what they normally do and i think it makes sense to do in the finale because it's it almost like adds a adds a sense of like urgency or like it, it it increases it increases the intensity of it where you're like you're getting all these these things at once yeah instead of a more focused approach yeah i think it's very very powerful and also very jarring because again we're seeing all these people especially the ones that we see in this episode everyone is in such a drastically different situation now on the island right like they th- yeah. they've all changed so much it's almost like that they're reminding you of what they yeah. were just a couple weeks ago. Exactly. So on the island, shit kicks off fast. <laughs> yep. Walt wakes up in the middle of the night and we see Rousseau walking towards the camp and Walt wakes everybody up and uh, she has a moment where she is just glaring. Glaring might not be the word, but staring very intensely at Claire and the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Saeed asks what she's doing at their camp, and she says the others are coming. Were you? Did you shit yourself? <laughs> no, I, it it just it just made me wonder what that meant. Yeah, especially given the revelation later in the episode. Yeah, with the Black Rock. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. We learn more about her story. Uh, finally, we learn that she was seven months pregnant when everybody on her team died. She delivered the baby herself, because they were all dead already. A week after the baby was born, she saw a pillar of black smoke, and then the others came in the night and took her baby, Alex. And now they're coming again. Holy yep. shit. <laughs> yeah, also the black smoke makes me think of a smoke monster. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's a smoke monster. <laughs> That's right. Okay, whatever. Uh, it's, the one, it's the one thing I know. Okay. I know there's a smoke monster. Uh, I still have no idea if it's tied to this black smoke or if it's something else, but okay. I, I don't really think that knowing that there's a smoke monster is super relevant yet. But uh, I like the... I, I wonder how many people knew about the interactions they had with her prior to this. Because now she just shows up in the middle of camp and everyone's getting the spiel. Yeah, I think that most everybody knew nothing because I don't think that Saeed wanted anybody to know about her. Right. So that so, makes it even more worse almost for everyone else. Yeah. Besides our, our main I'm trying to think, crew. At this point, it's probably, I don't know. I mean, obviously Saeed, Jack, Kate, Hurley, and Charlie know, which makes me think that Claire probably also knows. I'm sure Charlie told Claire everything because why wouldn't he, right? I mean, she definitely, Claire definitely looks... She doesn't look surprised. She looks suspicious. Yeah. Right. But also, I mean, crazy ass woman with rifle comes out of the jungle and is staring at you and your baby. <laughs> no, but that, but there's like, I, I feel like there would be a balance of like surprise and suspicious, but she's just straight up suspicious. Like, yeah, she's almost like she's been expecting this. 
Maybe, what yeah. she looks like. And I wonder, I wish I knew it was going through Claire's head in this scene as Rousseau is telling her story because obviously Claire, I guess she doesn't really, we don't know how much she remembers, but you know, she had so much fear about somebody trying to take her baby and then she was kidnapped, right? Like, <laughs> she's probably right. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> My fears are validated. Jack thinks that she's crazy. How long has her baby been born? Who, Claire? Yeah. Oh, I don't know how has it long been, has it Has it been a week? Because that would be, right? Because that's what Russo said, that after a week that the people came and Yeah, it. I don't think, it's definitely not been much longer than a week, if it's been a week already. So it's close enough to that to, to think that she's thinking about that, probably. When she yeah. hears it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, oh, I I'm had sure a baby it... and then they came and took it after a week. She's like coming up on that. Right, exactly. Jack thinks she's crazy, which I don't. I don't know why he thinks she's crazy. Like that. No, at this point, man, we why already are you had somebody who tried to. Yeah, somebody tried to kidnap the pregnant lady. Like, I get that Rousseau doesn't seem like she's all there, but her story does add up with what we've experienced. You saw your dead dad. <laughs> yeah, Michael is struggling to make sure the raft is ready in time. He says they need quote, pretty much everybody to help to get it done today. And it seems like Jack manages to wrangle everybody. I can only assume that off camera there was another, like, live together, die alone speech that we didn't get to see. (laughs) (laughs) This is a rallying cry. Yeah. And then as they're all working on the raft, Walt draws everybody's attention to a pillar of black smoke in the distance. Oh my god, Rousseau said that was gonna happen. Yep. Ah! So Jack is like, okay, (laughs) <laughs> so he goes to Rousseau and asks for more information, but she's already told them everything she knows. She says they need to figure out where to hide their people, so they decide that the hatch is the solution. Yeah. Rousseau does not know anything about the hatch, and Saeed still thinks that it's a mistake to open it. And now, now I feel like his concern is validated, because now he's like, okay, we don't know anything about this thing. This could belong to these others, right? We should maybe not fuck with it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 it's reasonable. Yeah, I feel like before, you know, like last episode you were saying, it doesn't make any sense that he is so scared of it because they know nothing about it. Like, it's just a thing they want to open. But now that we know, okay, there's these others that are going to come that are, you know, I don't know, Rousseau seems to think they kind of like own most of this island, right? Like, Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, that's the thing. When we get into that later with the discussion of the quote-unquote security system yeah it's definitely she's like you know we're just visiting exactly so now it makes a lot of sense to me that saeed is like this is not this is not the way (laughs) and there's the matter of they have no idea how big this thing is it might be completely pointless to open it for the purpose of trying to get everybody inside right and then they ask you know they speculate how are we going to open it and Rousseau says there's dynamite at the Black Rock in the, the Dark Rock. Territory. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Were you super excited? Yeah. Oh, yeah. To learn. Oh, hell yeah. I really hope. I can't. We'll get to the Black Rock. I've been so nervous that you were going to be disappointed by it. <laughs> it was not but, what I expected. Although, I mean, we still, in this episode, we know nothing about it at the end of this episode. We we see it, and that's all. So there's a lot more to uncover about it. Oh, I'll tell yeah. you that much. I believe it because we, like you said, we know zero. But yeah, you kept going on about thinking it was going to be some like monolith, right? And I was like, oh shit, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, all everything else you think about it could very well be true. We don't know anything about it, and it's in the dark territory. 
which is just the best name for a place. Jack tells everybody when they're done helping Michael launch the raft, they need to go to the caves and then he'll like get them and tell them where to go. (laughs) Arst pops up again. He has concerns. (laughs) He has concerns about their dynamite plan. Like someone's been arsed. Like, they got asked. (laughs) He says that he needs to go with them to show them how to handle the dynamite. Yeah, why? Where's your diploma? I mean, what, like... He's a doctor. He's so fucking suspicious. (laughs) But they can't do it without him, Marshall. All of a sudden, this man that we've never met before. And I don't know why Jack agrees to it. I don't know. We've never seen this fucking guy before. He's just a fellow doctor, you know? Mm, He's got... He's got... I don't know, man. (laughs) I love how suspicious you are, Varst. I love he's it. He's so, he's just like, maybe he's the big bad. Maybe he dissolves into the smoke monster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That's good. Okay. <laughs> Darth Arst. <laughs> Master. What's the, what's the, uh, the class that Snape teaches? Potions? Oh, fuck. Never mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> Something of the dark arts, right? Oh, defense against the dark arts? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't know. God damn Marshall, don't talk about, about things Harry you don't Potter. understand. Oh, you mean Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> You're just supposed to understand what I'm referencing because I'm referencing the other thing that you is in your blood. Were you saying Snape is the potions master? Is that? No, yeah, but uh, but there's defense against the dark arts. Who's that taught by? A bunch of different people. Yeah, right. Briefly Snape also, though. You're right, right about that. Okay, fuck it. Very just briefly. Cut this. Woohoo! <laughs> Christ on a bike. <laughs> Anyway, holy shit. We're going to get some dynamite. Fault, by the way. Sawyer, we, f- we flash over to the raft for a minute. Sawyer is trying to figure out how to help, but Michael and Jen have their own little dynamic going that I'm obsessed with. Yep. Also, did you catch the Star Wars reference in this episode? A la Michael and Jen. Like Han Solo and Chewbacca? Yeah. Okay. When yes. Michael is like, no, 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 this one goes there, that one goes there. That's like the exact, uh, it's, it's from Empire, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when they're, they're trying to escape Hoth and they're fixing the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, they're trying to repair it and, uh, yeah. So they, they will be referred to as Han and Chewie at least once. (laughs) Oh, no. I feel like either, I feel like either way that goes, it's still not very PC. It's not great, but (laughs) I don't know, it's cute. It's, it's, I, I get it. It's, yeah. It's just like. It, it, it's uh, like, don't think too hard about it, but yeah. it is funny that that's kind of their dynamic, right? Yeah, is... yeah, that's fine. I won't over, yeah, don't, don't think too hard about it. <laughs> okay. We then, so Michael brushes him off and is like, eh, you know. We got we're, this. Uh, we're good. We got this. So the next time we see Sawyer, he is looking pretty good. Yeah, he's out there all ripped. Chopping some bamboo. wood. Yeah. Chopping, yeah, chopping bamboo. Sorry. And, you know, just think about wood. He doesn't need it. <laughs> he doesn't need a shirt, and that's fine <laughs> with me. And then we have this big scene between Jack and Sawyer. What did you think about this? When uh, I was Sawyer surprised just, that Sawyer just dumped it on him. Dumped it on him is kind of a harsh way to say it. I think that Sawyer did a very, very no, he good okay. thing in this episode. Not dumped on him, but. I was surprised that this was when he decided to do it. I guess it makes sense. I mean, this was them saying goodbye to each other, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think if there have been other situations where Sawyer felt compelled to get something off his chest. 
on the island. Yeah. I mean, I think this is just... Might just be, be character progression, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I think his relationship with Jack has been so up and down, you know? Obviously, it had some very low lows with the whole torture thing. Yeah. But then they've they've sort of had each other's backs a couple times. They've helped each other, you know. And now they are potentially never going to see each other again, right? Right. So I think Sawyer is just kind of having a rare moment of reflection, and he decides he did deliver in a in a tasteful way for Sawyer. Yeah, and you you kind of see that he almost doesn't do it right right like jack is walking away and then he decides to do it also i think it's also prompted by the fact that jack gives him a gun yeah, like so it's like a, a, a big a sign of trust of trust yeah although <laughs> he says the, the gun kid is out of you know, his misery yeah he says the gun is just in case and sawyer's like do you think we're gonna run out of food and water am i supposed to put the kid out of his misery oh god and then we reveal that jack the rest of the guns are with saeed they say goodbye but then when Jack is walking away, Sawyer tells him, God, in just such a good way. Like, he does such a good job of telling him everything he needs to hear, you know? Yeah, he does. He he tells him that Christian accepts the blame for everything and that he just didn't didn't have what it took to actually pick up the phone and tell Jack that himself, but that he loved him and that he didn't blame him for anything. And he says, kids are like dogs. If you knock them around enough, they'll think they did something to deserve it. Boy. And I'm like... Oh, <laughs> poor baby Jack. Yeah. That's just everything that he needed to hear, you know? Yeah, like like I said, it's the probably the nicest way he's ever delivered something. Yeah. But it was still, and you know, I can appreciate being uh, straight to the point, you know. It's still, that, that quote is just really heavy. I know. Like, there, he's had some heart-to-hearts with some people, like, mostly Kate. Right. But I feel like this is the first time he's ever done something that I would characterizes like heartfelt <laughs> you know like yeah, he, that's a good point. he chose his words carefully and he knew what he was doing for jack and he kind of intentionally did it you know like he very he knew sincere. what he was doing yeah it was very sincere and he knew what jack needed to hear and he he made sure to say it like i just i don't know good on him i agree now just kiss each other <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> I'm kidding. It's a joke. You're not. <laughs> Shut up. Moving on past that, Kate comes up to Jack and she volunteers to go with the dynamite party. And she says, it's for old time's sake, whatever that means. It still hasn't been very long. You don't know each other. For old time's sake, 37 days. You are not high school sweethearts nope. who have drifted apart. <laughs> That's Tom who you killed. <laughs> we have a lot of hopeful little scenes in this episode we see charlie collecting messages and they're gonna have messages in a bottle for when the raft is picked up they can you know find their way to the families of the survivors Locke says it's a sweet idea and then of course walks away without having a message to give because yeah he ain't got nobody yeah He could leave something for Helen, the sex worker. Oh, God. <laughs> the, the phone sex operator or whatever. Jack, the, the, the dynamite party, I guess, as I'm calling them, kind of says their goodbyes to the raft people before they go off to the jungle. Raft people. <laughs> <laughs> raft people, raft people. <laughs> uh, Kate looks around for Sawyer, but he's not there. So the people who are going after the dynamite 
are Russo, Arst, Locke, Jack, Kate, and Hurley. Interesting crew. Did we have a moment where it established why Hurley's going? No. I, at least I don't remember it if they did. It just seems hmm. like he was there. Yeah. Just to be comic relief, I guess. Um, As they are walking along following Rousseau, Locke notices scratches on Rousseau's arms. Which he look like... About those scratches. Yeah, I mean, it looks like something humanoid mm-hmm. made them because they're evenly spaced and they're not like deep yeah. claw marks. So it looks like something that could have been done with a human hand. Yeah. Um, surface level, but a lot of tissue tearing. Um, and the fact, like I said, the fact that they're evenly spaced. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who could have given them to her, but they definitely seem uh, fresh and human in nature, which okay. is super suspicious. Yep. <laughs> Especially because she obviously lies about them, right? She says she got it from a bush and Locke says mean bush. <laughs> <laughs> or angry bush or something like that. Yeah. Oh, boy. We arrive at the dark territory. Rousseau says this is where her team got infected and one of them lost their arm. What? Yeah, that was a deal breaker for old Doc Doc. <laughs> for Arst. <laughs> Arst. Uh, she says they're not far away from the Black Rock. Arst is like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And Jack is just like, wait, I thought we needed you for the dynamite. <laughs> he says, I wanted to help, but that was before Montand lost his freaking arm. <laughs> <laughs> and so jack says okay so what about the dynamite and he's just like uh be careful with it <laughs> and then he runs away <laughs> god i still am so suspicious suspicious yeah sawyer comes back with a mask for the raft and he just looks like a piece and also he's got a piece for the raft yep but he's just i just really appreciate sawyer in this episode <laughs> in a lot of ways yeah well Most i can see them- that most but, of them uh, physical. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he is helpful, though. I'll say that. Yeah, very good. Very good. He comes back with the perfect mask. Yay. Back to our dynamite party. Arst, very soon, he comes running back towards them, away from jungle noises. Dur, dur, dur. Do you think we're going to have... Do you think we're going to see the source of jungle noises? I would hope so. we learn more about it. Yeah, it's a defense system. Yeah. Rousseau says it's a security system that protects the island. Protects the island. And also, it seems like, and this is just based on the camera angles they show, but it seems like something that you that is invisible, that you cannot see. Okay. And it's still there and can still affect you. Okay. At least that's what it seems like from watching those videos. So do you think we're going to... I mean, so far, we only know that Locke has actually seen something. Yeah. And so, like, when so I was do you watching think that to everybody scene, else, they don't see anything? Because remember, we had that confusion way back with the pilot episodes where we were like, it sure seems like Charlie would have seen something because we saw him running away from it, right? Right. Um. So I think you were briefly questioning, like, whether he lost his memory or was lying about if he saw it. But do you think now, like, maybe he just, there wasn't anything to see? I think now that it's just invisible to certain people okay and if if Locke can see it maybe he doesn't see it but he sees like uh, i don't want to say an aura because it sounds stupid but but he he definitely has an extra level of perception yeah for whatever it is because they're sh- like every time they show a shot and the big steps are happening and the weird noises are happening 
It's just a shot of a jungle, and nothing yeah. is getting stepped on yeah. or toppled over. It's just this horrible noise. So there's definitely there's something to that. Yeah, and it could be you know you know uh, his third eye, uh, you know, to put it in a in a woo woo way, but like mm-hmm. he's more susceptible or open to to seeing it. Especially so, do you think that it's something about like? Does Locke have the ability to see it, or is it allowing Locke to see it and not allowing other people to see it? I think it. I think it would be more of the second part. I think it okay. would allow him to see it, and I don't know that he's actually seeing. Like I said, I don't know if he's seeing it or if he is. He's getting an impression of where it is. Yeah. Just like a sixth sense. Yeah. That he relies on. Okay. Um, you know, so it's like if it if it's doing that. And allowing him to quote unquote see it, it's it's doing it on like its own terms. It's not just giving him carte blanche to, to yeah. you know see the machinations of whatever's going on. Right. We'll learn more. <laughs> <laughs> we have a shockingly sweet moment between Walt and Shannon that my heart is never ready for. Shannon is clearly, you know, she's still mourning Boone, and Walt leaves Vincent with her. Because he can't take him on the raft. Yeah. And he says, Vincent took care of me when my mom died and no one would talk to me. They pretended like nothing happened. So I talked to Vincent. He's a good listener and you can talk to him about Boone if you want. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Not even Shannon can resist that. You know, she's like, shit. (laughs) She still manages to lose control of the dog. Oh, whatever. Terrible dog owner. (laughs) She's been a dog owner for like 30 seconds at that point. Okay, but like... If you're not ready for that responsibility, you don't accept it. <laughs> he's a he's a big, strong boy, and he wanted to get to Walt. <laughs> it was cute. Everything about that was cute and wholesome, and you can't take that it away from It was cute, me. except it was Shannon, so. <laughs> She's allowed to have nice moments, too. I guess. Even though it is ruined by, that's immediately followed by the flashback where she <laughs> does the thing with Saeed's bag. Yeah, where she Ugh. fucking profiles him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and tries to send him to Gitmo. But again, one of the reasons why this episode, I think, is so well done. It's so, so jarring to see how, you know, obviously we, we can't really say that she's had a lot of growth, per se, but she's very different than she was. Oh, yeah, she's definitely, <laughs> something has definitely snapped in there. Yeah, so it's just, God, it's such a well done episode. We see Saeed setting up the little radar system that he made, tells them they need to use it really sparingly to save the battery, and he gives them a flare gun that has one flare, so they need to be careful about when they use that, too. Yeah, one little issue, when they showed, when they cracked open the flare and they showed it, the firing pin, or had already struck the primer on that flare, so if you would pull the trigger on it, nothing would have happened anyways. Oh, yeah, I know nothing about that, but I did read that. <laughs> oh, okay. like one of the bloopers for the episode is like, yeah, it shows a flare that's already been fired. And I know they have to use dummy flares. Yeah. Just for safety. But yeah. you can get dummy flares that, that look real. But yeah. I just found it interesting. It just looks like they, they found this on like at like a pawn shop uh, <laughs> and, and decided to incorporate it. Yeah. Because I, I can't remember the last time that solid metal and wood flare pistols have been issued like now it's all those like bright orange plastic revolvers you know yeah yeah so that was interesting i I, I definitely want to look more into 
kind of the history of that and like if at a certain point if it was deemed good enough was it just like okay we're just going to issue this to anybody that flies general aviation you know yeah. and, that's, and that's why they ended up with like this soviet era flare gun <laughs> yeah so it was interesting hmm. uh the dynamite party arrives at the black rock which it turns out is a boat it's a boat it's a boat do you have any Im- first impressions of this of this boat i don't how would you how would you describe it well it's very far in on the island yeah it's ran aground mm-hmm. but but uh if if regular geology applies here then it ran aground a very long time ago even then it doesn't seem very plausible but it's a it's a boat and <laughs> it's got the name and it makes me think that there's like maybe not i don't want to say curse but like there's Definitely, I think, going to be something nefarious about, like, part of the boat, or if there's an entity on the boat. Okay. I was not expecting it to be a boat. I expected, yeah. like I said, like we talked about, to be like a monolith, like from 2001 yeah. Space Odyssey. Yeah. But, uh, it's cool it's a boat. I'm not opposed to it, you know. It's definitely got quite the story, which we will learn. I'm excited. Do you want to... <laughs> I like to just crush your spirits every now and then. Oh, good. Uh, we're <laughs> we're going to learn, like, a little bit more about it in the near future. But do you want to know when we will learn the origin of the Black Rock? Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah. Season six. Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Season six is when we will get the actual story of the Black Rock. Man, they really just, <laughs> just milk this fucking spooky cow. That doesn't mean that... It's gonna not be relevant until then. That's just when we're gonna like really learn. No, for sure. That's the thing is like yeah. When when you find out how long it's gonna take to resolve something, you know that it's gonna be relevant for that entire time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't ever just totally put things to the sideline. They just figure out a weird way to kind of worm it back in there. Yep. I just had to crush your heart a little bit. Okay. Thank you. But now we have motivation to do this damn thing and watch all the way to season six. Learn about yeah. Black Rock. <laughs> yeah, I want to know more. Uh, Hell yeah. It was so spooky, and now it's spooky in a different way. It's Very a old banana chip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we get our hearts broken at the end of the episode. Yep. By fucking Sun and Jin. Yep. Why does this... I understand <sighs> that they, uh, they got something good going on there, but I was not expecting to feel those kind of feelings. Some feelings. So let's let's break down this scene. Uh, Sun comes up to Jin with a list of simple, you know, English translations or not translations, but phonetic translations. Phonetic, yeah, phonetic translations to help him communicate with the others on the raft. And Jin breaks down crying, and they both say they're sorry to each other. And he says that he is doing this because he's being punished for being, being for being here. Yeah, he says, well, he says he's being punished for making her suffer. Yes, correct. And she doesn't deserve any of this, anything that's happened. He says, I have to go because I'm going to save you. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, God. And even just like the dialogue in this was not as important. It was their their fucking chemistry and their their body language is intense. The moment that he breaks down crying, I'm just like, okay. Yeah, no, for sure, because I was like, oh, man, he's going to, like, he's going to, like, own up to it and 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 tell her, like, what's going on. And like, yeah. 
And they have just the most beautiful kiss yep. in the whole world. And oh my god. They are the Jin best uh, ship on the episode. Yeah. Or sorry, the show. In the show, yeah. And he tells her to stay with Jack because he'll keep her, her safe. And she says, who will keep you safe? And I'm like, God. Oh, man. Who indeed. We have a lot of sweet goodbyes. I'm still, you know, sobbing from the whole Sun and Jin thing. So there's a brief moment where Jin uh, kisses Claire's baby on the head. And I'm just like, oh, my God, stop. And that time <laughs> I already had, love you. That time they had a real baby and it wasn't some weird rubbery facsimile that they had the other in the previous episode. <laughs> that looked like a... a defrosted bowl of jello i love tv babies man man it was like oh god that that, that baby is is yeah very prop, jig- prop babies are really creepy yeah they are <laughs> and it's always really obvious oh man yeah everybody has some some touching goodbyes and then vincent tries to swim to the raft until walt tells him to go back and he's such a good boy and then he turns around and goes back i was I was so worried that the dog was going to drown or something. You thought they were going to... Marshall. What? You thought they were going to have the dog drown. I don't know. <laughs> what I said when he gave when he gave the dog to Shannon, I was like, Shannon, if I would not... I wouldn't I wouldn't give a pet fucking no, no, no. rock okay, so to Shannon I get that. to take I get care that. of. Listen, 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 listen. I get that you assume, when I'm not saying you're wrong, something bad might happen to Vincent because, yes, he's been left in the care of Shannon, which is not great. But you really thought that in this touching, hopeful goodbye where the raft is launching, that they were going to have the dog fucking drown? Or start to drown and someone has to go (laughs) save it because they've ended episodes... That Y'all. were like all all happy and like oh da, 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 da. and then they're like so, like and then something happens. Yeah, I, but I, not a dog drowning. No, like but the dog would have started to be like, you know, and someone would have had to jump in and save it. I don't. I didn't think they were gonna kill the dog, but I thought okay. the dog was gonna run into some kind of distress. No, it was just supposed to be a sweet moment. Fucking where Shannon he's... was taking care of it. Oh boy! Like I okay. said when I was watching the episode, if Shannon lets anything happen to this dog, I hope that the island turns her skin into a light sunshade. Oh boy! Well, we'll see. If she gets made into an umbrella, <laughs> <laughs> we'll learn more. A, a, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a, a bitch umbrella. Oh my god! No, man, you and your wife have some fucked up. <laughs> some fucked up what? You really thought. I don't know. I watch a lot of dark content. Oh, man. Okay. Anyway, we got to move on. Okay. It was supposed to be a sweet moment where you see the dog trying to go after Walt because he it loved him. It ended up being a sweet moment because the dog didn't die. Because the dog didn't die. But at the moment, die. I thought the dog might die. <laughs> oh, my God. And that really raised the stakes. Oh, so shit. maybe I'm experiencing this on a higher level than you are. Okay. Okay. Woo. <laughs> Well, you're right that the sh- that the episode does end on an ominous note, as a lot of them do. Oh yeah, because they couldn't let us be happy. They couldn't end with the hopeful shot of the raft launching successfully and everybody cheering. And no, it wouldn't. That wouldn't be appropriate. There's be one stupid. last little blurb, one little shot of the pillar of black smoke. God, boom, lost. So good. I want to know more. So what do you, I mean? What do you think? Like we've got 
all of a sudden the others are coming after us? What? What, what does that mean? I don't know, Marshall. Do you think that, let's see, okay. So Rousseau says, you know, when they came, for her, everybody else was already dead, but and they just came and took her baby and left, right? Right. But she's saying they need to all run, hide, or die. So, so okay. And this, I'm going to go back to the Black Rock for a second. Okay. So there's like a concept in occult thinking where you have stuff called like objects of power or places of power, right? Yeah. Where you have like a space where something very significant has happened. It's like what they attribute ghosts to. That's what they always talk about where like something really sinister happened in this house. And so there's like residual energy or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It's that concept. And, and you can... It really can apply to anything. It can apply to aliens. It can apply to ghosts. It can apply to Bigfoot. Right? It's all that mm-hmm. stuff really kind of starts to blend together if you break it down. And that, to me, when I saw that ship, I thought of like, okay, this is like a place of power. It's like a, it, it, it's, it, it's not what it is is not itself. It's it's the events that happened on it. Right. right. It's not the yeah. fact that it's an old ship. It's what happened on this old ship. Yeah. And that like also belies another another occult concept of like the power of a name. Right. So it's something called the Black Rock. It's very ominous. Yeah. It's very, you know, it inspires fear almost. And so when it turns out that it is a ship, it's like a redirection of the, the thought processes. So I think that that. Whether well, or not they're going to get that deep into it, but there is definitely a lot of, of of those kind of components in the show so far of people's thoughts or people's intentions, like almost manifesting themselves. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think you are definitely onto something with that with that thought, and we obviously, you know, this this episode leaves this group having just arrived at the Black Rock, so we're going to definitely get some more vibes from it in the next episode or two and we'll see we'll see what happens in the dark territory yeah i think it's oh man who is it is it hurley or arst one of them when russo is like oh it's dynamite from the black rock in the dark territory and <laughs> somebody's like well, well, that's three reasons to not go there yeah it was hurley yeah <laughs> that was a great hurleyism yeah so yeah we've got let's see part two and part three left so do you think do you think we're going to see the others Oh, that was the other thing. Sorry, the continuation of that thought about whether or not the others are actually, like, physical people. Or are they, like, a... almost like a creation of the thoughts of the people on the island. Like, if if if, if a thought gets strong enough and a concept is strong enough and enough people believe in it, does it make it real? So, is okay. she... They, or her her crew, her uh, science expedition or whatever, right? They talk about making it to the Black Rock and getting infected. Mm-hmm. And did, did the others come and take her child before or after that? They were already dead. Everybody was dead. That's right. Everybody was already dead by the time they came and took her child. Yeah. So it, it could be that the island will, you know... It, whether it's it's like a, like a... Like on the island, the barrier between reality and like like a paranormal reality is is very thin and so you can almost with your thoughts reach across and and manifest things like 
if that's what the others are. Like maybe maybe there wasn't an actual physical thing that came and took her baby. Maybe it was she's saying the others, but it was something that made her do something that she doesn't okay. feel like she's responsible for. Okay. And so when she says the others are coming, it could just be that there's like a wave of hysteria or dissent or something that's going to descend upon the people that are there. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's why you have to leave, right? So it's it it, yeah. it could cuz there's no other context given to the others, right? The only right. thing we have is Ethan. And she said, you know, there was a pillar of black smoke and then they came. Right. We don't see the pillar of black smoke until after she tells that story. Right. So, it, so yeah, it that could yeah. just be like a, a seed. Like they call it like a, a tulpa. You know what a tulpa is? Mm-mm. Tulpa is like a uh, an entity that gains power through people believing in it. Okay. So like the more thought that is invested in it, it becomes real. Yeah, okay. And it's really just a fancy way of saying, like, if enough people believe in aliens, then essentially aliens are real to them. Right? Yeah. Because they believe in it. So yeah. she introduces the concept of the black smoke, and then everybody starts seeing black smoke. Right. So it's, they are, like, willing it into existence. Okay. Or it could actually be realized, realized black smoke, and they're burning a bunch of tires, and then it's, like, a whole <laughs> horde of, of Borderlands slash Mad Max-esque... <laughs> island people that descend upon them with sticks and metal stuff i don't know mm-hmm. all right well could be anything it's this show's fucking wild so we've got we've got a lot that's potentially going to happen in the next two episodes right we've got potential confrontation with the others or or at least surely we're going to learn more about them since they seem to be descending upon us yep the hat the hatch will be opened the hatch will be open we are going to blow it up with dynamite what an Holy idea <laughs> Uh, I hope there's nothing living inside there, because if you do that, you're just going <laughs> to turn their brains to goop. <laughs> and uh, we've got, you know, whatever's going to happen with the raft. I will tell you, you know, the raft launched in part one of the finale, so we're going to see more of it. That wasn't, you know, we're, we're going to visit the raft a couple times throughout the finale. We may or may not know the fate of, you know, the ultimate fate of the raft by the end of the finale, but we are going to see them a couple times. I'm going to go ahead and say the fate of the raft is that they will sail and think they have made progress and then they end up back on the same island. Ooh, okay. That's interesting. Like like an ever-shifting maze where you end up at the same point. They can't get away. cannot get away. I like it. We'll learn more. (laughs) (laughs) that's how you mix it up you say it in the sing song voice (laughs) i need that shit on a (laughs) t-shirt well i didn't have any fun facts for you because i figured we'd have a lot to talk about as we did i am so ready i don't want to wait a week to do the next two oh my god no i uh i definitely wanted to just power through these See, I'm telling you, man, the season premieres and the season finales of Lost are always, like, on point. God, they're so good. Yeah, they they really, I mean, there's no, like, fluff. It's just... No. It was just crazy, because the previous episode definitely had fluff. <laughs> yeah, the previous episode was like, come on. <laughs> yeah, and then this one was just, bam, bam, bam. Oh, man. Do you miss the fluff now? Are you upset because there's so much <laughs> happening? Can your tiny brains <laughs> comprehend the greatness? Oh, man. Well, yeah, I think that's all I've got for part one. We will pick it back up with part two. Potentially part two and three together. 
as like one big episode. We'll see. I mean, we might record it as one big episode, but it's probably going to be edited and released as two separate ones. To yeah, we'll wife the insanity. We'll see what happens. For you guys listening at home, we we record decently far in advance, so we will be recording the season finale next Friday, which is three days before I have my baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna be tired, but. It's such a good finale. I think I'm going to be able to power through it. And hopefully, uh, you know, this baby stays in for me to be able to do that. Maybe we'll be recording from the hospital. Oh. We won't be, we won't be doing that. <laughs> I mean, it'd be very interesting to have the beep, beep. Oh, my God. Beep. In the background. <laughs> in, the, in the occasional sound of a, of, a, of a bag being changed out. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I can go ahead and tell you right now that's not going to happen. Oh, God. Either uh, this child is going to stay in long enough for us to record these episodes or they're not going to get recorded for a long time and everybody can just wait. Sorry about it. But I think we're going to manage. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I'm willing the child to stay in. You tell that little son of a gun to hang in there. (laughs) He's got a a date with a a man-made opening that's scheduled. (laughs) Oh, God. It's gonna be crazy, y'all. We've we got plans for next weekend. I'm like, what are we doing? Ugh. You're living large before the next one is brought into the world. Yep. Through Jesus. a hole in your stomach. Yup. Okay. Do they cut boy, in the we're same still place doing the episode, huh? every time? Yes. Oh boy. Does it get thicker every time? I wonder. I don't know. <laughs> I don't All right. Know. Well, I don't, I don't know. Think about it. I don't know a lot about <laughs> biology either, especially <laughs> especially women's anatomy. Boy, oh boy. We've established that. I am an engineer. <laughs> okay. Wow, everybody. Sorry about all that. I just figured if you had enough babies and they cut in different spots, you'd eventually have like a barcode on your stomach. No, they don't just like <laughs> take a new route every time. You'd be like, eh, we're going to go. We're going to put a little English on it this time. And come on the left. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> no, Marshall. <laughs> oh, man. I am 28 years old. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I didn't wow, take a single wow, biology wow. class in college, so. I can, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. You want to do the, uh, the old wrap them up? Um, if you guys still want to talk to us after all that, <laughs> you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at Jungle of Mystery. We're on Instagram at Jungle of Mystery Pod. And Gmail, junglemysterypod at gmail.com. And to find the podcast, you can go to, uh, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we got Stitcher fixed, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, where we publish the show. Yeah, reach out to us. Let me know, since we're talking about season one finale. We, you know, we can't talk about spoilers or anything, but reach out on the on the Twitter or the Instagram, which I run both of those, so Marshall will not see. Let me know what your favorite season finale is. Which one which one is your favorite and which season premiere was your favorite out of the six? Just out of curiosity. Cause I feel like for me personally, that's another thing that changes every time. My favorite premiere and finale and also just like my favorite season in general changes a lot. But yeah, let mm. me know. And something 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 if we can't live together we're going to die alone. Excellent segue. 
Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There'd be ghosts of shit on the poop deck. <laughs> Every poop you take on a boat is a floater. Um, okay.